get Stephen Cluxton this morning, Ashling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can retire. This is your future. No, re- no pressure. Thanks, David. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go up and uh, find out what room he is. Knock on the door. OTB AM. Live. Weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Football on off the ball with William Hill. Who you got? 18 plus. See gamblingcare.ie. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. You can text us 53106, tweet us at Off the Ball. We're speaking about football now for the next hour. You can listen across the country on News Talk on this wet day. Also, watch us on the Off the Ball digital and social channels on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter, or X, or wherever you want to call it. It's time now to preview the new Premier League season with the Cove Ramblers manager, Shane Keegan. Shane, how are you? All good, Jedi. Yourself? Great to see you as always. Thank you very much. Yeah, a couple of weeks off. Good to be back in studio. We had a two-all draw between your team and Wexford last night, and you equalise in injury time. It's always good to have a two-true draw that way rather than the other way around. Yeah, yeah, it is. We were two-nil down, um, so to manage to come out with two-all, as they say, particularly when the when the equaliser comes so late from from the penalty spot, um, they're a good side, Wexford. In fairness, so they're after improving a, a fierce amount of in recent weeks. So, no, we kind of got out of jail, and we'll we'll take it. We'll take it. How did you celebrate? Did you run down the touch like like Jose? Did you? I was just kind of holding my breath when it's a penalty like that you're just kind of holding your, it's more relief than celebration uh, so it is I find in circumstances like that so no, I was reasonably restrained my uh, captain who I'd just taken off in a kind of a last gasp uh, throw on an extra attacker he was behind me and he jumped up and jumped on me back and nearly broke me <laughs> back alright so he did but uh, no I was reasonably restrained Okay. Uh, interesting as well last night for Southampton we had three Irish players in the win over Sheffield Wednesday Gavin Bazunu, Ryan Manning and Will Smallbone who's come back from Stoke now. Yeah they're definitely they're, they're, they're one of the sides in the championship that we're going to have all eyes on for the season alright um, and like they're three guys who you would expect should start week in week out really. Yeah. Um, Smallbone has kind of proven himself you know brilliant to see Bazuna back in, in as the, the the first choice keeper and hopefully he stays there for the season. I think the most interesting one is Manning. Um can't quite wrap my head around how he's found it so hard to get a look in with Ireland to be honest with you he's he's been consistently excellent um, across a couple of different clubs over the last two or three seasons but I think like you would expect Southampton to be right up there um, surely if he's starting week in week out and performing well for them and he's come, he was came up with a lot of assists last year I would think sh- he can't be ignored if he has a good season for his own, in a team that goes well which is the hope I suppose um, yeah it'll be interesting to see how things yeah. go for him they've kept a lot of their players Southampton obviously there's a degree of parachute around it maybe Lavia will go to Liverpool but it feels like they're more look the championship is on minefield but it feels like they're going to be in the probably in the top six at least yeah th- to be fair like obviously you know there tends to be two different ways you can go down there's you know you can go down while desperately trying to to stay up um, and then the teams that I think do that quite often don't well equip themselves that well then for the championship whereas I think there was a realisation you know reasonably early on with Southampton that this was what they were set for um, and I think they probably had plans in place for okay how do we bounce back you know I think those plans were probably in place a couple of months ago you know Luton Town just before we get on to the contenders it's just a great progression to see Chidoziak Benigo from Cork and Limerick to the Premier League now with Luton Town yeah, it's a good story, really. I think it's is it four promotions in eight years. Um, so what you know, they were league league two. Yeah, they were eight, right down the bottom. Years, yeah. um, which is remarkable going. It really, really is. I think right in saying, I think is it Aidan O'Hara from the Indo supports them. I think he does, I remember yeah. him doing it, doing a, a piece before that. I found it great where he went across with his son. Um, yeah, they've, they've they've been fantastic, absolutely meteoric rise, and not a meteoric rise on the back of massive investment. Just a meteoric rise on doing things right and consistently punching above their weight. Now, 
you know, let's They're be They're probably honest. going down, but just Frog Bene, just it's <laughs> just, a hiding to nothing from like the start. Like, you'd be playing at Anfield, you'd be playing at Old Trafford, you know. And, and listen, you know, again, OK, might be a little bit of a surprise, but I think he has shown enough, John. He's shown enough yeah. in an Ireland Rob jersey. Rob Edwards certainly suggest, feels as well. Yeah, he's, he's certainly, for me, he's shown enough consistently in an Ireland jersey. I think he's, you know, if you if you went over the full course of two seasons, the last two years, I would I would say it's between himself and Cullen, as arguably to who's been Ireland's best. Um, when he's fit and available, I think he's he's a, an, an excellent player. And um, I, I think he could show that he's 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 well equipped for that level. Listeners out there, 53106, any predictions for the Premier League? Anything you'd like to see? Um, any surprises that you expect this season? Because it's kicking off next Friday, Burnley against Manchester City. And once again, Burnley have Darrow Shea signing there. And he'll be joining Colin and Michael Abafemi, Abafemi signing a, a long-term deal there as opposed to you know the short-term one he had since January. Yeah, um, look, I, I, again, he's another one that you would look and you would think he's he should be well able for this level. Um, I really, really think so. It's it's, it's going to be so interesting. O'Shea should be. Oh, O'Shea, that's what I'm yeah, talking about, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really, really do. Now, look, with all of these things, it's going to be interesting. Those those opening round team sheets are, are so important because they show you where a manager's head Thank is at. Yeah, yeah. It really, really does. And because there's a falseness, obviously, about pre-season, you know, I find myself with my own managerial hat on everybody's in good form in pre-season because everybody's getting loads of minutes and you're disguising who what you're seeing as your first choice 11 by chopping and changing and all that but there is a kind of a there is a kind of a blow dealt on that opening day of the season where if you're fully fit and you're not named in starting 11 you're you're immediately thinking Ugh, you know um and I but I I would expect him I would I, I would be surprised to see Obafemi in the starting 11 um yeah but I, I would expect Dar O'Shea certainly to be there and I, I, again I think he's he's more than capable of it. And there's a vote of confidence in Nathan Collins going to Brentford that he's got a six year deal. Ben Mee there as well. Thomas Frank seems to like him. You'd expect him as the most expensive Irish player uh, in history and breaking his own record so he'll get a bit he'll get a bit more stability than he had at the end of his Wolves tenure yeah that, it was all it was a bit strange what went on with Nathan I suppose in that he, he went in as a big sign in for Wolves um, didn't really put a foot out of place until the, the famous red card when, when the wheels came off a little bit for him um, then Dawson arrives in at the at the club and all of a sudden he's gone from the you know the, few, the great future hope of the club to heading on to another club in, in such a short period of time it's it's remarkable I don't think he did a whole lot wrong I don't think it was like you know oh Nathan Collins showed early promise and then had a collapse of form I don't think there was a collapse of form I think circumstances more than anything um, kind of led to the situation that he found himself in and again I know I'm, it sounds all it's where we were one of the best teams in the world where I'm expecting all these fellas to easily equip themselves in the Premier Division but you, you can't see any reason why Nathan Collins you know shouldn't again be a, a player who should really stand out this year and really really establish himself He's only 22 years of age oh, yeah, you need to remember that as well uh, so let's go through the contenders. Uh, Manchester City, they won the treble last season. They've let Gundogan and Mares go. Uh, but today, uh, they've completed the signing of the 21-year-old Croatian defender Jasko Vardial for €90 million. Euro. People might remember him from the World Cup where he wore the mask. Had a brilliant World Cup for such a young player. And then he was given the runaround by Lina Messi in the semi-final. Look, that can happen to anybody. But a statement from Manchester City today. Thought he, I thought he was an absolutely outstanding. He he was the one, and look, maybe I should have known a bit more about him coming into the World Cup. But he he was a player who I would I didn't know in fact all about him going into the World Cup. John, to be honest with you, so I would, and I just thought he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding, a Rolls Royce, a real Rolls Royce. And I kind of said that after I think after like my first game that I'd seen him in, um, I was saying, oh my god, this this player is is going to play at at, at the very very highest level, and. 
I look, it must, it's just a dagger blow for everybody else, you know, for him to end up. Um, like, City do their business so well. You know, they do their business so well. Like, you know, there was so little fuss. Just, they just went and got Haaland, who was the biggest name gettable in that off-season. I think, to be honest with you, I think Variol is pretty much the biggest name gettable in this window. Um, I think he's that good. I think top three centre-halves in the world, without a doubt, in my opinion. Um, and it's, it's, it's a brilliant move for him. Like you're scratching your head wondering who 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 misses out, um, but you'd say that no matter who they sign because no matter who they sign, you're wondering unless it's a direct replacement. It's actually interesting that like they haven't, you know, that that's the area they've decided to strengthen in, despite the fact that as you've described, said, or it's further up the field that they've lost a few bodies in. Um, well, Kovacic has come in as well. Kovacic has come in, and and that's an underrated player, by the way. Any time I've seen Chelsea, I have been very, very impressed with him. Um, really, really neat and tidy. I, I just thought he didn't get the plaudits he deserved, and maybe didn't feel the love that he he deserved at Chelsea. To be honest with you, but again, I I I would put him as a really, really solid player who'll keep the thing taking over. I don't know if I'd put him as a a player that'll give you an X factor in the final third in in the way that Gundogan and and Mares did. I suppose the big hope is that Phil Foden re-emerges. And Alvarez as well. And Alvarez. And Alvarez showed a hell of a lot um, in the minutes that he did get last year to suggest that he he, he could be a, a consistent starter for them. But Foden is the one for me, John. I I would have said, you know, this time last year, before the start of a Premier League season, I would have said out, outside tip for Premier League player of the year. Uh, you don't know, he, well, Nathan Murphy, who's our commentator and who goes to all the games, I asked him, what's the one player you love to see uh, in the flash and he goes phone? Oh, I'm with him. I'm with him. Honestly, John, I am. I, I, there, I, I, I don't think there's anything that he can't do. I, I don't know what happened last year or why he lost Pep's faith or what went wrong for him there, but rewind 12 it months. It was an injury, wasn't there? And the World Cup it was a bit just... In the France game, he didn't seem to fire, I don't know. Yeah, he just, as you say, for whatever reason, he just wasn't what we expected from him. Um, but again, and Grealish also had a fabulous season. And and for me, I I would love to see. I think City now with the with the couple that are gone, I think they can find a system that that sees both of those players in the starting eleven. I I really do. If you look at the way they do this three box four three, um, I I think the three the top three could end up being Grealish, Haaland and Foden, and that. To me, is uh, I think that's that with Haaland. So I think it's if he stays fit, thirty six goals last season. Then look, we're trying to make an argument here for City not to win, not to, 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 to press every. <laughs> to look. We're, we're trying to make an argument for City not to win. Like when you think of maybe hunger might be an issue. They've won the treble last season. They won the Champions League, and they've fulfilled the Grail that uh, Holy Grail that Guardiola wanted to achieve. Um, but the problem is that you can't see standards slipping when Guardiola's still there. No, you like can't. If he left and you had a new manager coming in, say Pochettino went to City, maybe there might be a transition, but can't see it. The strongest argument that I could make for City possibly not winning the league next year is a long-term injury to Haaland. Yeah, um, as yeah. good and all as Hal- as Alvarez is, and he he is good. He looks at you know he's he's able to, he stepped in on a couple of occasions there where Haaland was given a rest. But it is a game changer if anything happened to Haaland. It is a game changer, and he's probably the only one that isn't replaceable by a player who's almost of identical standard. They've that much quality. The only other one that you could possibly argue is Ederson. Um, to me, they're the only two that they don't just have somebody who seems to be equally as good just to step straight into that place. Um, and I think the rest of the teams in the in the Premier League title race need to be need to be hoping that that Haaland picks up something. But he just he's built he's built so robust, John, that it's it's very hard. And he actually he came here with a reputation for not being able to handle yeah, yeah, a big yeah. amount of minutes. Um, but he certainly didn't have any issue with it last year. No, he, he finished very well the season, very well. 
Uh, Arsenal, uh, like they, they started so well last season and I think they need to start well again. But uh, like Jesus is injured again, but we'll get to that in a moment. But mm. look, the, the thing about it is they've done very good business. Rice being an upgrade on everything they've had. And look, the, it was expensive, 105 million, but they brought uh, Timber in there as well and Havertz. But Rice is the key. Rice is absolutely the key. Um like they they overachieved last year, you know. Did, I know yeah. In in yeah. one way, you're looking and going. They were top and they let it slip. But let's be honest, you know, if you're if you're eighth if to you're, second, yeah. If you're going back to this time last year, Sorry, fifth, eighth, fifth, and then second. Would, yeah. would would anybody have expected them to finish second if we were, if we were in twelve months? I don't think you'd have been very very brave man to say that they were going to finish in the top two um, this time twelve months ago. Arteta did a superb job last year. He really really did an outstanding job and players. Players emerged, not emerged, it's not like they, they came from nowhere, right? But Odegaard, for me, had been floating kind of below kind of the real top level. Um, and he has gone on to fulfil the potential. Martinelli has started to fulfil the potential. Saka had probably fulfilled it already, in fairness to him. Jesus was an outstanding signing for them. Again, as you're, you're touching on there, the injury thing is, is, is a bit of a problem. It's been, you know, fairly regular at this stage. Um, but when he's fit and available, he was excellent for them. The Havertz one is going to be interesting. Like, I don't know what to make him, John. I, I watch him sometimes well, and I think to, there's a real to, player to, to in there. To me, there. he's a moments player and like a Champions League final winning scorer uh, moments. But he only scored seven goals in the league for Chelsea last season. Now, Chelsea were basket case last season, 12th in the league. But um, I just feel that he, he does improve players, Arteta. Like, well, look what he did to Granit Xhaka. You know, yeah. he's left the club now. But yeah. um, they'll have to find some way of Maybe letting him be a free spirit. Maybe when you've got Rice in there in the in the centre of midfield. Yeah, I think I think to be fair to Arteta, he wasn't afraid to chop and change the team uh, only with one or two personnel, but it would change the ethos of of the strengths of the team depending on who they were playing. Yeah, like for example, Ben White was centre half, and then he was shunted out to the right because Saliba's form and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Tierney was seen as the thing is no longer the the player. And to be fair, again, that's, you know, again, I think that's less down to Tierney having a collapse in form and more just down to Zinchenko's yeah. emergence and how well he plays. You just know uh, how Arsenal are going to play. Uh, there's a very strong system there and, yeah, maybe Havertz will but, fit into that. But, John, isn't, isn't it amazing? Like, like, you know, you hear this, you know, football is around how long now and you can't reinvent the wheel. Like, if we go through the, the, the five to six major teams this year, Pep has tried this thing of bringing a defender into midfield so that your shape ends up in 3-box 4-3 and in all likelihood we are now going to have Man City, Liverpool and Arsenal all playing in that way on the back of something that he has, let's be honest, invented. He's invented it. So he has. When when we were told nothing more was there to be invented, he's invented a new way and Liverpool have latched onto it and they're doing it now. Arsenal have latched onto it. They're doing it now. Like, I, I just think the man's a genius in that sense. Do you know? Are they top four Arsenal? Yeah, I think so. Comfortably enough. Are they challengers? Honest. Are they the main challengers of the city or is it Liverpool? If there is such a thing as a challenger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if there is such a thing as a challenger, I would... Uh, yeah, I would probably favour Arsenal marginally over Liverpool. I think Liverpool have a lot of ground to make up. I think Liverpool have... I, I would expect one or two signings still to make because if they don't, I think they're. I think just, we'll just get on to that now. Yeah. So they've signed Alexis McAllister and Dominic uh, Subaslai. Um, I believe they want Romeo Lavia from Southampton. Have they fixed their midfield enough? So if you say they want another couple, is it defensively? Is it midfield? Because they have plenty oh, of forwards. It's the six, John. It's the six. Without a doubt, it's it's the number six position for me. Um, like it looks as though they're going to start the season with Curtis Jones in the six. Like you know, he's, he's not a bad player. Don't get me wrong, um, but he's not. 
the six in a, in a, a team that's going to challenge for a title um, and in fact I think in a couple of pre-season games they actually played Trent as the out and out six rather than going from full back into that area like that's they don't want to end up in a situation where, they, where they're relying on that um, they've got to sign and a good decent holding midfielder a good decent and I, I don't know if I'd be massively inspired by Lavia has been the solution to that one either if I'm perfectly honest he, he's probably an upgrade on what they've got there at the moment alright um, look I do I think Alexis McAllister is, is, is a brilliant signing for him um, I, I wouldn't have seen a huge amount of, of, of the other boy pronounce it for me <laughs> Well, I think so, it's, I think Zabba. it's like um, I mean, there's so many Reds listen to the show, and so you know, so <laughs> Zabba's like the Hungarian. Fair, so fair play, um, yeah, and and I, I just think with with Henderson for me, look, I do think he was past the peak of his powers. Fabinho's form fell off. The Fabinho's form fell off a cliff. I don't think there'll be any you know major. Well, sorry, I say there'll be no major downside to him leaving. There is a downside if they don't sign an adequate replacement. Um, I do think Henderson. It's going to be a loss. Like he still played a huge amount of minutes last year, John. And I just look. I know he's getting grief at the moment because of where he's gone and and the whole contract situation with uh, going there. But he was an outstanding leader in that dressing room. He was an absolutely. Milner's gone as well leader. from that perspective. And another exactly very good point actually that was gone out of my head. Like they are two huge personalities, two mm. huge leadership figures. Like Virgil Van Dijk is. You know, again, I said Vardy all top three centre centres in the world. I, I would say Virgil Van Dijk is also in that top three. Still? Okay, yeah. Is that I, injury? I, I would expect him. I, yeah, I think he can reemerge to the level that he was at. I do think he can reemerge to the level he was at. My question mark is less so over that. It's more so over as a personality. He strikes me as a little bit flaky for captain. A little bit. Fl- I don't know what it is about him as a person. I I I would be inclined to say. Virgil, you worry about you and you just worry about getting back to the highest level that you were at and, and showing yourself to be one of the very very best centre-halves in the world. I don't know if I would have burdened him with the captain's armband. I'm not... I'm not I don't know, maybe there's... Maybe it'll inspire him. Just, just, on, just, just on, the, on the best front three, because I'm looking at it here, you've got Salah, Gakpo, Nunez, Diaz and Jota. Like Salah had, what, 19 goals and 12 assists last season. Some people were saying he had an only OK season. Um... He has got to be one of them, but who are the yeah, others? I, I think the problem that they probably have there is that almost all of the other ones you've named would, would prefer to be through the middle, um, which means they've never, I don't know, Luis Diaz is probably the one most comfortable off the left-hand side. Is he Mane standard when Mane was at his best? No. So I, I don't think, if you take the, the old trinity of trio of, of, of Salah, Firmino, Mane, um, I think they've got enough options there at centre forward that the, the Firmino one is, is solved I think that left hand side one is, is still a problem I think look obviously Jota can play there Nunes can play there um, I think Luis Diaz is that is probably his best position but I don't think any of them are man a standard I really really don't I think Darwin Nunes if played as the out and out nine I know he's there's an inconsistency about his his finishing and things like that but I think if Klopp goes all in on him and shows him a huge amount of faith and, and maybe stays with him despite not scoring for a week or two and, and says, you're you're my out-and-out out nine. I think he could have a, a big season. Like he's, there's a rawness about him, but when he's, when he's, when he's on it, John, he's, he's, yeah, he can be unstoppable at times. Like. He needs to have a good season. Yeah. and It can't be just one of these in-and-out seasons, I think, for Darwin Nunes again. I actually like Gakpo. I think Gakpo could have a big season. 
Um, Manchester United, very good coach, uh, Eric Ten Hag. I don't think that's in doubt. Um, Hoyland has signed today officially, £72 million, five-year deal, 20-year-old Dane. Uh, didn't score that many goals for Atalanta mm. in the league, only nine last year. Look, he's very young. But is he going to be the man you want to put your house on for the to be the striker? You'd much rather Harry Kane, I think. Yeah, he would. It's a it's a fair uh, a fair downgrade on that. Younger, obviously. Yeah, it definitely is a fair downgrade so on. This that. is a real thing with the scouts. Have the scouts got it right? Like they could have a right, and he could turn into a superstar. But a lot of money. Yeah, and and as you say, the scoring record wouldn't inspire you really so it wouldn't um, look they had to do something in that area and you're looking and you're going well if it wasn't going to be Kane who else was, was out the, there and, types of players, yeah. you know out there and gettable there, there, there really probably wasn't a huge amount of options um, they had to get somebody I mean like you look back to last season more Vigor like Vigor's going to Man United he scored 58 goals last season only 58 in the Premier League Man was United. it yeah I wonder where would that ranked in terms of the others. Well, it was, just, it was the same it. level um, I was reading in the Racing Post this week as okay. Brentford. Yeah, yeah. And look, look. obviously he has his own issues. I was going to say, like, imagine Man United with Ivan Tony centre forward. Do you know, that, that to me, I'm surprised that they haven't. I, I think I half joked in here when we were talking last year that I would have loved to have seen somebody like Mitrovic there. Do you know, instead of thinking of the future... Go for somebody who you just know is a solid bet and is capable of almost guaranteeing you 20 Premier League goals next season. And let's be honest, they haven't done that. They've, they've brought in a fella who could surprise us all and score 25, so he could. But his, his current track record wouldn't suggest that there is that amount of goals. But they had to get somebody, John. They had to get somebody because like, it's blatantly clear for me that Rashford is, is best off, off the left-hand side. I think that's where you get the most out of him. Um, Marshall, uh, I mean, you know. I think they've a very good first team when they've everybody fit and they've got the key players in there like Casemiro, Rashford, um, Lissandro Martinez had an excellent season last season. Will interest to see how the goalkeeper does. Uh, but when they're a little bit off, they're going to be brittle because you had the 7-0 defeat at Liverpool. You had the Sevilla game. They strike me as a team that they could beat Man City at home, which they did. But it's that consistency that, to be honest, like it's 2013 was the last time they won the league title, and they're nowhere near winning the league title for me at the yeah. moment. Man United. Yeah, I do think they improved. I do think they improved a hell of a lot under Ten Hag last year. In fairness to him, um, he got a tune out Fernandez again. Dealt with the Ronaldo situation superbly, in my opinion. Yeah, um, he's got a got a, a massive tune out of Rashford. I mean, Rashford was unplayable for three months there. He was as good as anybody. Got his in the world. Back, yeah. Oh, big time! Um, Mason Mount has joined as well. Mason Mount, strange one in a way. It, it, I can't yeah. really work. You talk about Havertz, I can't work him out at all. Mason Mount. I assume they're going to have to play him deeper because they can't play him ten. So Fernandez has to play ten. Um, so I assume, like, are we looking at a, a midfield tree of, of Casemiro and Mount? So Mount dropping right in there beside Casemiro and, and Fernandez playing in advance of the two of them. Um, so there's a big opportunity for him there because, like, Eriksen was brilliant in in snippets, but he's of an age that he can't, you know, he can't consistently be starting games from over the course of the season. So I do think Mason Mount. This is a really big opportunity for him. Um, but as you say, has he done enough to say that he's you know nailed on to produce? I I I do think he could do well. I do think he could do well. I, he's another one like Foden, I suppose, where I just felt this crack had been in the team, out of the team, in the team, out of the team. He strikes me as a player who who needs a run of a dozen games or so, and a manager who's saying you're my eight, um, and you're the one that we're going to go with. It doesn't have to be every week, obviously, with the amount of games that they're going to have. But I I think. 
he would be one that I, I think could have a big season and could surprise people a bit to be honest yeah we're talking with co-ramblers manager Shane Keegan about the new Premier League season if you want to get in touch with an opinion or a question you can on 5306 at the Constant 30 Centre on Talk Off The Ball just to bring you up to speed on what's going on in the Championship so Blackburn 2 West Brom 0 and it's Plymouth 1 Huddersfield 0 and it's Norwich 0 Hull 1 and we have Stoke 1 Rotherham 0 and Watford 2 QPR 0 goals between Bristol City and Preston Goals between Middlesbrough and Millwall and also goals between Swansea and Birmingham. We had Celtic beat Ross County by four goals to two earlier today. Just on, on United again, John, just I suppose the point I'm trying to make is like you look at the centre forward options at the other clubs. Yeah. Um and you, you, like United are a million miles behind that in in that sense. I'm looking at it, I'm just having a look here at at, at, at the odds just to give myself a, a, a quick check of it. Like Marcus Rashford is fifth favourite for top goal scorer, right? And he's going to play off the left almost exclusively. The next best on it is eighty to one Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. Like there is you've highlighted there from last year, there is definitely a shortage of goals and there's what age is the is Highland boy? Twenty. Yeah, like this, this is an off going to be an awful lot of pressure on a very very young player there to come up with, come up with the goals. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. 72, 72 million is a lot of money. Um, Newcastle, is there a danger? Teams will figure them out now. Very good defensively last season. Uh, they've got a Champions League qualification, which is fantastic for them. But obviously they could be stretched because of that. Um, they made a couple of signings. Harvey Barnes has gone there, um, but. Are they maybe just going to be around the same as they were? Like, are they a team that could be in the fourth, fifth battle? I think everybody. Sandra expect- Tanani's joined. Isaac and Wilson will obviously get goals. I think everybody expects them to make more signings, though, John. Is yeah. that like you yeah. know when yeah. you hear yeah. about the amount of talk of the With amount the of Saudi money Arabia there? Yeah. yeah, I think everybody expected them to make more signings and and a few high profile ones. I've been surprised by how quiet they've been on that front. Um, really, to be honest, I thought that on the back of last season and the last season going so well now that would be the footing for them to go all guns blazing in the transfer market and really start bringing in your you know kind of like we, we, we saw previously say with the likes of, of, of Tevez and, and Mascarano on the back of when, when West Ham had the good season um, I, I don't see a massive improvement on, on the players they had last year Yeah. Um, and that as I said that, that shocks me really to be honest now I think Eddie Howe under the circumstances, like you can say he had money. Again, they didn't spend a huge amount of money last year, I don't think. Um, I thought he did a brilliant job. I thought he did a really, really good job. Um, and I think he is the player that will get the most out of them. But I think they're in danger of falling back because other teams, I think, have improved more than they yes, have. Yeah. Um, and and the qualification for the Champions League brings more games and requires a deeper squad. At a high level, and, and that's what I'm saying. I, I can't believe. Now, look, there's still time yet, I suppose, for them maybe to try and get one. But I don't even hear a huge amount of talk around more potential players coming yeah. in. And now would be um, the time to be doing that. Yeah, I'll tell you one that interests me, and I, 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 it, I suppose there's a, he can't really do anything about it. Isak with Isak and, and and Callum Wilson there. Uh, did you see much of the day of of Carsey's England? Um, he was playing. He was playing Anthony Gordon out and out centre forward. Right, didn't out. concede a goal. That's yeah, the one thing yeah, I remember right. about uh, right. he's under twenty ones. But but he played him through the middle. Um, and look, there's a big difference between a, a twenties or twenty ones European Championship and, and and a Premier League. But geez, he was he was electric in that position. He was really really good there. Um, and maybe played, he's the uh, yeah played, played quite a lot of money for him. Um, yeah. he and he also to, kind of had a strap as well in did. one of the games last yeah. season. And yeah. so there's a, there's a degree of fire there with him as well. Yeah, yeah, but. 
but he's, he is one that needs to kind of step up and, and, and kind of prove his work because he was a guy that was you know a huge amount to talk about yeah. only again about 12 months ago but uh, he needs to deliver on it now at this stage Chelsea uh, the reason why I'm kind of putting them in this prominence mm. is the folks they won the Champions League in 2021 can you remember Chelsea won the Champions League <laughs> and they were 12th last season absolute the interference of the owners just I don't know um, Merchant Pochettino's gone in there as we know as Spurs fans an amazing coach I can think he can forget about PSG because they're a circus his time there uh, the Harlem Globetrotters but it'll probably take him a year. I'm just going through the Chelsea exodus. Havertz, <laughs> Conte, Koulibaly, Mount, Kovacic, Mendy, Aspilicueta have all gone. In the last 24 hours, they've signed uh, Axel Dizazi and Robert, Robert Sanchez. Only in the last day. And also we've got in Kunku has joined from Leipzig, £52 million. Nicholas Jackson from Villarreal, £35 million. They need goals. How long is it going to take the reconstruction? Like you surely can't go in the first season and, and make it all happen. John, if it was if it was if it was anybody else, I'd be saying no. But yeah, <laughs> I hold yeah. uh, I hold Pochettino in such high regard that yeah. I would, as a Spurs fan or as as a, a fan of a team who's you know trying to go after Champions League spots, um, I think any other manager would have been doing very well to transform. I think it was night. I was reading the other day. Nineteen ninety three was the last time I think Chelsea finished that low in the league table, which right. was just ridiculous. Um, so there is a huge overhaul to be done. Poch is that, is that good he could he could be the one he really really could um, I know it's a kind of a you know it seems to be a constant scattergun approach to their signings and that Nkuku I, I have liked anything that I've seen of him um, I think he could be a very good one there's a little bit more of a gamble I would think over over Jackson um, Raheem Sterling's form has dipped isn't it yeah well like it's, it's a long time since Raheem Sterling has been consistent now it really really is he's another one who you know you know, in a, a couple of years older, but I would have had in that Phil Foden a bracket of world at his feet kind of a thing, and it never hasn't quite. I That's remember having an argument with somebody one night over whether Sterling or Salah was better. Like that was the stage we were at at that stage. Yeah. Uh, you know, four years ago, let's say. Um, but he, again, he's not. He's of an age that he still has time to reignite. Um, but it happened soon though it's, it's, yeah, it's, but, it's, 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 Dunham's thing was the best move for him because he it, yeah well it certainly wasn't last year but again Pochettino could be the sort of man to get a yeah. tune out of him he definitely could be the sort I mean like if they if they can I mean Reese James for me is is one is is one who class player absolutely outstanding fit. but is brittle as as hell like if they can keep yeah, him fit yeah. even Chilwell you know yeah. I thought when the, there was a period of time there where the two of those were were fit um, under uh, Thomas Tuchel and they were absolutely outstanding they, the they were raiding oh yeah yeah look they were raiding going forward it's just you worry you worry about the owners because Potter was there Lampard it was an absolute joke and they just need to let. Pochettino have the keys and if they give them the keys and tell them to do what you want to do yeah. then they've got a, they've got a like chance you go through the personnel like again think back to the World Cup like how good was Fernandez at the World Cup yeah like, I don't know that I, my kind of uh, theory on it though I don't think the quality of, of international football is anywhere near club football I think then mm -hmm. it, therefore he was inflated in terms of his quality because he was playing in the World Cup yeah, maybe. Like Lucas Paquetá was in the Brazil team, and he's a good I player. Uh, but you know what I'm trying to say. Lucas Paquetá didn't impress me anywhere to the level that Fernandez impressed yeah, me at yeah. the World Cup. I mean, I was really impressed with his performances in in any of the games that I saw. Just an absolute bundle of energy. Like he remind me kind of, I don't know. He's kind of he's probably more probably more creative than the likes of a Gattuso was. But that constant going and the biting Duracell. at everybody, yeah. Right. Um, and I just again. 
I look at him I look at Sterling I look at Nkuku I look at, at if he can keep Rhys James fit like if they get their strongest 11 out and, and Pochettino gets a tune out of them I, I think they do have the potential to bounce straight back into the Champions League qualification picture We've got a break coming up shortly Shane Keegan here on football previewing the new Premier League season the Cove Ramblers manager if you want to get into the comment question you can 53106 I will just finish off the Premier League clubs before we take the break and talk about the Irish system and the Irish players um, Tottenham as we both know as, as, as suffering fans <laughs> it's about whether Harry Kane stays or goes there were talk about a deadline set last night of 100 million a bid from coming in from uh, Bayern Munich uh, around that anyway and, and the Spurs would need to accept it or, or, or they'd be looking elsewhere um, like, I think it's all about that and and if he does stay well do they have the money to buy defenders because they conceded 63 goals last season 30 more than Newcastle uh, and if he goes can they spend the money wisely and even in time yeah, um, I probably have one big plus and two big negatives when it comes to Spurs. I I, I do have is high... Pa, is pa, Postacoglu the plus? Yes, without a doubt. Without a doubt, John. I think he's... I've been really, really impressed with him. I would have, you know, one, more than one eye on, on, on Celtic a lot of the time. Um, he's been so impressive in terms of the style of play in terms of the man management in terms of how he himself comes across he's just such a, an energetic invigorating guy you can't help but have confidence in, in your team when he talks um, and I think he's a, I think he's a really really good appointment by the club and then just stunned that we've got to this point where they don't seem to have given him the backing that I thought they were going to give him in, it never in, happens though with Daniel Levy like it, but, but John everything was in place here right like You've brought in a really good manager, okay? Now go and sign two or three proper players who show that you're you're genuine about this and that you intend at least at a minimum Champions League qualification. That then automatically by itself takes care of Kane staying because all Kane wants is to be in a competitive team, John. And win trophies. If if if, if he thought he was in a competitive team next year that was genuinely going to challenge for 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 trophies, he wouldn't I don't he wouldn't even be thinking about going. But can anybody blame him at the moment? Like, how oh, he what? deserves. Is James sport. Madison going to transform the team on his own? Like, no, no, not at all. Uh, well, if Kane goes, he deserves everybody's blessing to, to leave. I, th- I uh, think he will go, John. I yeah. think I think he will go. I can't see. Talk about Brennan Johnson coming in if he does go. Uh, but it's just the timing of it. And Daniel Levy uh, prides himself as a great negotiator, and he might squeeze another few million out of Bayern Munich, but at what cost? And uh, yes, yeah. it's, it's it's ten years plus. Uh, despite like it's a it's a terrible thing to say I'm I'm so happy with the new managerial appointment and yet honestly it's 10 years plus since I've been this kind of pessimistic about our about our expectations for the season I was offered a, I was offered a season ticket at Spurs interestingly enough and I wouldn't be that big a member um, so that kind of said a lot to me about where Spurs are at and where their <laughs> fan base is at uh, with Brighton who finished 6th last season and, and are in the Europa League all about our own Evan Ferguson only 18 folks remember Six goals and 19 Premier League appearances last season, 10 in all competitions. Hopefully he can assume a leading role under Roberto De Zerbi. Yeah, well, the first thing before I come on to Evan Ferguson is just Brighton as a whole. Um, Setting too many players, in my view. Yeah, but that was inevitable. I think that was, like, that's the business model. I don't think there was any surprise there. You that's, just keep on getting everybody through time and time and time again. They've managed it so far, but I do agree with you. It'll, you know, there's a little bit of a, a, it's a bit of a miracle to it if they continue to do it. Um, but what I would say first on them is, I think the phrase I used last year was, like, I watched Spurs last year because 
I, I had to watch Spurs I watched Brighton last year because I wanted to watch Brighton yeah. they were the team I most enjoyed watching last year the job and that the Zerbi did the style of play is just exhilarating it's the most high risk strategy you can you can get that this crack of keeping four players on the halfway line as they try and build out with the with the keeper plus six almost every time they get out there's a goal scoring chance for them but if they don't get out there's a goal scoring chance for the opposition who've managed to nick it off them in, in their own third it's 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 but they were outstanding at it absolutely brilliant at it and i i you know it's almost like you're I wish him the best of luck I really do because he deserves it because of the, the the style of playing the excitement that he's bringing to the place I think he's going to do extremely well to be as successful as a club I think Brighton are going to do extremely well to, to finish as high as they did last year um, like you say there's just you know there's there's bodies gone there it is very very hard to replace you're already punching above your weight last year and now you've had one or two taken away on you you know it does it makes it incredibly tough um, on Evan Ferguson I, look, all the hype is real. Um, he's an outstanding player. I, again, I just hope we don't expect too much too soon here. Like, I'm telling you now, like, Evan Ferguson is not going to start week in, week out for Brighton. He's not going to start week in, week out. Deserby has already shown how much faith he has in Danny Welbeck and how much he likes Danny Welbeck. I would say their starting time is going to be split pretty much bang down the middle. I think you'll you will see. Come, I will be amazed if come the end of the season, if the two of them stayed reasonably fit for the season, I would be surprised if you don't see twenty starts for Evan Ferguson, twenty starts for Danny Welbeck. Mm, so in he's the Premier League, and they also have obviously Europa League as well. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's going to be, you know, that's going to be a, a challenge. I'm sure when somebody gets in a goal scoring run, he'll keep them in there. I'm not saying that's going to be, you know, Ferguson one week, Welbeck the next, Ferguson next, Welbeck the next. I just think you'll get a run of games where. Evan Ferguson might be in the team and might be scoring and he'll start three or four games in a row and then he might go a game or two without a goal and Welbeck will come in and the thing is for him when Welbeck comes in and he hits a goal scoring run Evan is going to have to you know grin and bear it on the other side of that as well um, but that's not to play down the potential that's there the potential is is massive and you know what more can we say we all know the attitude he seems to tick all those boxes as well and you know I'm probably not allowed to say this but I'm probably looking I'll probably have nearly more interest in Brighton this year than I will in Spurs almost in a strange way I'll certainly but, you're right. well, sorry no no you're I'm happy to stu- sit down and watch Spurs now you're banned from the studio but we'll talk to Shane <laughs> Keegan for another 15 minutes after this break and you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk John Duggan with you through until five of us talking about football with Shane Keegan the Co-Ramblers manager just going through the scores in the championship we know that uh, Southampton won last night and it's the first full programme today Watford are 4-0 up on QPR come up to half time what a score that is Plymouth won Huddersfield nil. Stoke won Rotherham nil with Enda Stevens and Mark Travers playing for Stoke today goals between Swansea and Birmingham it is Norwich nil, Hull 1 Middlesbrough nil, Millwall nil. Bristol City nil, Preston nil. Jason Knight in the Bristol uh, team today, we believe. Just confirming that. Yeah, he is. Uh, so good uh, signing for Jason Knight uh, to move there into the championship. And Blackburn 2, West Brom nil is the latest score as well from the championship. Earlier, uh, Celtic won in Scotland by four goals to two against Ross County. No goals in any of the other games. Dundee, Motherwell, Livingston, Aberdeen and St. Johnston against Hearts. When we're looking at Aston Villa, uh, Shane... I think they've got a very savvy, astute manager in Unai Emery, has won trophies with Seville and, and with, with Villarreal. Pau Torres has joined. Ollie Watkins can only improve. Yuri Tielemans has gone to the club. I don't know where they're going to finish, probably in the top seven, but they will definitely take some scalps. 
Yeah. Um, look, as you say, Emery did an, an absolutely brilliant job when he went in there last year, taking over when he took over from Gerard. Um, they're a difficult one to call. Like they're the one probably most who they're they're teetering on breaking into that group above them. But it also maybe doesn't take a huge amount to go wrong for them to kind of drop back into the bottom half of the table as well. They're they're the one that are it's probably nearly hardest to call. I think Pau Torres is probably the only major signing that they've made. They haven't made a huge amount of signing. Diaby. Yes, Diaby was expensive um, enough. Yeah, yeah. And Pau Torres, that will strengthen them a bit. I think their biggest asset is their manager. I yeah, think, I think yeah. he is the he is the key one there. Like you go through the team. And the team on paper, to me, doesn't scream top half of the table or certainly top top six or, or seven, really, to be honest with you. Um, but he certainly got a tune. Now, you know, the old phrase, the kind of the difficult second album, he did so well with them last year um, that, you know, he's, he's going to be up against it to try and replicate that again. Um, so, yeah, look, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I would think, you know, have they enough about them to... Finish it. They might finish ahead of Brighton. They might. They might have enough. Whether they'd be able to get up above Spurs as pessimistic as it was about them, and and I suppose Newcastle probably next. Newcastle, Chelsea next in the pecking order. I don't know if they have that enough about them yet. I think they could do with a little bit more quality there. To be honest with you, just racing wise, folks, to keep you up to date, the Boyle Sports handicap hurdle at Galway today. Ambitious fellow was a fourteen to one winner, ridden by Sam Ewing for trainer Peter Fahey. And the Lily Langtree stakes at Goodwood, the Group Two, was won by a twenty-five to one outsider, Sumo Sam. Paul and Oliver Cole training Tom Marcond in the saddle. Sumo Sam, 25 to 1 winner of the big race at Goodwood today. In the rugby, in the warm up game, France 14, Scotland 3. The moment, remember, Ireland play Italy at 8. We'll have a build up to that about half four on the show this afternoon. Uh, just going through as well the championship as well. Uh, we have goals going in as well in that uh, with uh, Watford 4 0 up in QPR and 2 uh, 0 Blackburn against West Brom. Hull leading Norwich 1 0, Plymouth 1, Huddersfield 0. And, they were mass- and Stoke won Rotherham nil at the moment as well. If you want to pick out any of the teams in the Premier League, I think West Ham, there's talk about David Moyes not being happy that they haven't done any business after the rice sale. Uh, obviously, they won the Conference League. That's a real high for him. Kind of papered over the cracks of a 14th place last season. Not so sure about West Ham as a club in terms of how they're going to progress, who, where their goal is going to come from. Uh, Everton, I think, are real trouble. They've done no business, maybe because of restrictions around uh, FFP and that. But Ashley Young, Arnott, Danjuma don't strike me as players that are going to propel them into the top half of the table. I think Everton, it's to me, it's almost like there's a a passion here that they're going to go down eventually, and it could be this season. It's a hangover at the club, really, since Ancelotti left, isn't it? Um, you know, he, I think it's a hangover since the owner took over the club. Yeah, Farad yeah, Marshiri. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's it. More so. Um, it's amazing, John. Really, like you've without kind of us discussing the teams that you were going to, to, to look at, the teams you've named that we've done a preview on there, they are the only ones that you could stay hand on your heart aren't going to be in a relegation scrap. I honestly believe from 10th the whole way down, it wouldn't surprise me if any of those teams... Palace, Brentford, these types of teams? Literally, not a whole lot has to go wrong for everything from probably the two biggest clubs you named there in the remaining teams are Everton and West Ham. Could you hand in your heart say that they you know, they need to worry about being in a relegation scrap this year? I don't think you could and anybody below them then likewise, the same applies to them. Um, what's been really kind of 
heartening over the last few seasons is how well the promoted teams have done because it used to be the case almost that you know you'd be banking on two of the three of them going back down yeah. so there was only one team needed to survive kind of uh, yeah. left one yeah. spot left that hasn't been the case Fulham um, did so well but yeah actually do you know what it is John over the last 10 years one championship winner has gone back down in the last 10 years who's that they went down twice Norwich 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 went down twice in those 10 years the other 8 years whoever won it uh, stayed up and again and the reason I'm kind of coming at it from this angle is good for Burnley good for Ireland I'm really looking forward to seeing Burnley well they've got a really good manager obviously if it's a company it's clear that he has the chops so far to progress from a player who wasn't playing that long ago Yeah, somebody who can manage did well at Anderlecht and Burnley obviously and and, and now the, the challenge for him is going to be that they were all about playing football in the championship and you know will is he going to stick by that regardless of who they're playing is he going to be a little bit more choosy in horses for courses depending on you know is he going to try and, and, and play as much against a Man City or will he shut up shop there a little bit more um, but they're, they're a team that I'm really, really looking forward to, to see. Who's they on the opening day, actually, John? They've got Man City next Friday. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> At home at Turf Moor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's about as tasty as it gets. Like that's, that's the game of the weekend for me there straight away. That's the game of the weekend, just in terms of style of play and, and ha- seeing how the two managers are going to go about it. Um, for me, that would be the game of the, yeah. the, the weekend there. Um, I don't, just looking at it here briefly, so we have Chelsea-Liverpool, obviously, is a big one on, on Sunday. But I, I think we're potentially looking at, at a guy who's going to end up managing Champions League football yeah, in Vincent yeah. Company. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how how you know how he does as a, a man. Like they are still, they're going to start the season, I assume, as one of the favourites to go down. Like, Yeah, well, I think Luton are the overwhelming favourites. Yeah, well, Sheffield United, John Egan's back in the Premier League. I think Wolves are going to struggle. I think Wolves are in big trouble unless they sort themselves out. Um, Nottingham Forest Steve Cooper has been kind of teetering on the brink of the sack uh, has done well if Brennan Johnson goes what's going to happen there Uh, will Brentford uh, do as well as they did last season remains to be seen uh, without Tony for the first uh, while Palace uh, are a bit of an enigmatic team you're going through it here, and that this is my point uh, is there Fulham. Is, there's been kind of issues there. Bournemouth. Once can you can you trust them? Like Fulham, if Mitrovic is gone, yeah. Fulham are in are in yeah, again so yeah, straight away. You'd it, put them in it, a team that yeah. are going to be battling. It, it, it is hard to say. It is hard to say what's going to happen. Um, I, I touched upon Johnny Egan there. Matt Doherty's back in the Premier League. Seamus Coleman's got another year at Everton. Matt Doherty um, is is definitely uh, is going to be an intriguing one. Um, Let's be honest, things just haven't worked out well for yeah. him since the yeah. day he left the club. Yeah. Um, he was probably the outstanding player at the club over a over a three year period. Um you think back to those With performances. With Nuno and everything, yeah. Oh, yeah. you think back to those performances and he was he was he was I thought he was near enough the best right back slash right wing back in the Premier League for a period of time and it's just all gone gone wrong for him since and uh you really hope that reignites and kicks on as much for or our Ireland set up and for Stephen Kenny is for any great love of Wolves you know James McLean going to Wrexham that's a good will he, will he be in the Netflix series I wonder Hollywood I hope so he'll uh, you'd imagine he's certainly the sort of fella who'll provide a few headlines and a bit of yeah, drama yeah, around yeah, the place yeah, yeah. Um, I say that folks because Ryan Reynolds and Ryan McElhinney are involved in Wrexham yeah look it's, it, it is it is an intriguing I, I assume that whole uh, documentary thing will stay going it's been such a raving success to date um, but you, very hard to see James not becoming a, a prominent figure and star yeah. of that show isn't it yeah, I'm just going through other players here Omovamidele you know where will he end up 
uh, long term um, we have Darrell Lennon obviously playing for Middlesbrough at the moment uh, Jason Molumby at West Brom Alan Brown is kind of a stalwart of Preston at, these, at this stage sure is um, yeah, Jamie McGrath you know, has been a free agent the last week um, Jason Knight as I said has gone to Bristol starts today um, Adam Eda Troy Parrish you know these 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 players have kind of got uns- you, almost certain certain careers Mikey Johnson's injured at the moment yeah I'll tell you one actually Gav Gav drew attention to it Gav did a piece on, on six Irish players in the 42.e to look at and uh, Finn as is Finn as is, is, is I think he's uh, he, he's still he's still a Villa player um, on loan at Plymouth Argyle like this 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 fella has serious ability, John. I've I've seen a good bit of him at at underage level, and he, you know, he is a guy who I genuinely think is is going to end up in in the Irish team. I know it's hard to predict with with, with He's on the bench coming today. through. See, there you are straight away. He's kind of making a mock of me, so he is. But if he can get a run of games. Um, in that side, I'm telling you, he's got so much talent. He really now he's again he's a like it's it's the Aaron Connolly thing. You know, it could go very dramatically in one direction for him, or very dramatically in another. But he he's certainly got the talent. It's just I don't know n- enough about him as a person. If he's got the personality and got the drive and got the probably resi- uh, resilience is the key word that you know when he is out of the team he doesn't throw the head or anything like that and he stays going at it. He he's got a hell of a lot of ability, John. And I, I'd love to say in 12 months time I'd love to be seeing her saying I told you so as, as he's one that's kind of not come out of nowhere but kicked on uh, Who's going to win the Premier League Manchester City? Oh yeah without a shadow of doubt in my opinion Who are the top four? Um, I would go City Arsenal Liverpool Chelsea Right Chelsea to get in the top four mm. uh, and in kind of surprise this season? Um, I would like to think that the club will be Burnley I do think they can do what Fulham did last year and really equip themselves very well and, and get in around the top half um, a back uh, the player one I, I do like Nkunku at, at, right. in at Chelsea okay. I think he is the one who could could uh, emerge as a really really good signing for them and I think Poch is, again is, is the man who could get a, a real tune out of him Half times in the Championship Blackburn 2 West Brom 0 Bristol 0 Preston 0 Middlesbrough 0 Millwall 0 1 all now between Norwich and Hull Plymouth 1 Huddersfield 1 is a half time Swansea 0 Birmingham 1 and Watford 4 QPR 0 at half time it later score Stoke 2 Rotherham 0 uh, just uh, we got about 2 minutes left Shane uh, are we going to qualify for the Euros looking looking against us at the moment no, not a hope John not a hope but again, then again bear in mind I am somebody who said not a hope once the draw was made um, so it's not it's not uh, certainly anything that I've seen since then and it's not anti's Kenny or anything like that I just thought the draw killed us um, not even through maybe we'll have to just wait and uh, see if the playoffs I know, I know I know the Netherlands haven't exactly set the world alight yeah. and there's going to be an expectation of us when we go into that game it's going to be all you know complete and utter doom and gloom if we don't win that game I'd say in most people's eyes like you go through their starting 11 is there an Irish player that would get into the Dutch starting 11 <laughs> genuinely I don't know if there is um, we're, we're going to be massive underdogs in that one yet again look it's tough it's tough at the moment we needed a kind draw to have a realistic chance yeah. and we, we just didn't get it unfortunately are there players coming through at, 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 at underage 15, 17, 19 level there are John but again you know I, uh, yeah and, and, and players coming through should be players who are expected to be regulars in the Irish team 
at 23, 24 years of age. Yeah. They shouldn't be expected. We, we can't expect. And what's happened with Evan, Evan Ferguson is a once in a generational talent. That's not, you don't get 18 year olds starting on a regular basis for your, your underage team. So it's, we have good players at 18, 17, 18 years of age. It's seven years before they're going to be at the peak and ready to backbone our side. So it's that far away, unfortunately. Shane Keegan, as always, thanks so much for your Here's brilliant JD. contribution on, uh, on football. And we'll speak to you in the coming months on Football Saturday, which is back next week with Dan McDonnell and Johnny Ward and myself and plenty of other guests like Shane and other top uh, football people. Stoke have scored again 3-0 against Rotherham in the Championship. Just so you know as well, Shane Duffy starting today for an hour with uh, Bamadele on the bench and Ida on the bench, one all against Hull at halftime. It's rugby between now and five o'clock as we build up to Ireland against Italy in this warm-up game. We're back after the news.